Live from a midfield pile of puke, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast! podcast listeners it's us your merry crew we are back again with another jam-packed episode no there's not really jam but we are full of vim vigor and hopefully puke free from here on in while we do love him for his meme-tastic ways apparently he's been hiding some skills and uh he's been called up by mr klinsman to the u.s team ahead of landon donovan so i'm sorry folks mark hinckley will not be with us this week it's a bit of a surprise, I think. I mean, you'd expect Donovan to get the call, but... Uh, Mark's been showing well this season, though. True. I really think it's he's true. been on his form, so... Mm-hmm. Creator mm-hmm. of Derby names for each and every matchup, renamer of tournaments, and Toledo hobby creator. It's the managing editor and writer for the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. Hey, hey. Hey. Well, he normally scoffs at such things as Lord of the Rings, Comic-Con, and Dungeons and & Dragons, last week's prophetic role with the quote-unquote nerd dice has taught him the error of his ways. Putting the dungeon back in Duncan D. Fletcher, its managing editor and writer for The Waking the Red, it's Dungeon Master Duncan Fletcher. Hello! <laughs> Who is? Not sure where he is in the world today. Um, I have a bit of a boring intro this week, as I've been under the weather and been continually laid low by the VMP Ebola virus. But I rose up from my sickbed just to be here with you today. I am one of the writers of words for Waking the Red and your host, Kristen Knowles. While we are primarily a TFC podcast, we would be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge a couple of momentous moments this past week in Canadian footy. Thing one, Canada scored a goal. Hey! Huzzah! Rejoice. It's very exciting. Impossible, they said. Sadly, uh, well not sadly, there's no sad in Canada <coughs> goal scoring, but it was a PK. Uh, but the second goal, hey! from a corner people, it was a set Woo! piece. Impossible again, they Tied said. Tied Moldova. <laughs> And Bulgaria. And Bulgaria. Mm. So, there we go. Yeah, the, the good news is that's now phase one of Benito Flores' plan done. Uh, discovery phase, if you will. Yes. Now we're just on to straight up winning. Now exactly. he's going to be playing the first team, we're going to be winning. Next up, Gold Cup semi-finals. Guaranteed. As they said in Bulgaria, Michael Mila, Canada, Odbelaza, Golzanash. <laughs> yes. Which is, holy crap, Canada scored a goal on us. <laughs> or as they said in Moldova, La Naiba, Canada Markat un goal, Penoy. <laughs> Which means, holy crap, Canada scored a goal on us. So the bloody wizards dropped a house on us. Or did we manage to click our heels and get back home just in time? Regardless, we escaped or stole, depending on how you want to spin it, uh, with a point against the reigning champs. Thoughts? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and if you go with your, your little Wizard of Oz theme there, basically, Brian Nelson is very, very happy to be stuck in black and white in fucking Kansas. <laughs> he doesn't want technical or Oz crazy shit going on. He just wants to stay on his little farm. Um, you know, the, the result in itself isn't bad, but it's just horribly unambitious stuff, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a very peculiar match. Because it's weird. You're, you're watching, uh, we should be pounding this club. They've got... Jacob Peterson in the back now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as much as, you know, that helps the freedom of the Wizards' back line. They should, should be scoring tons of goals on them, but then, you know, oh, but they are MLS Cup winners, and this is a pretty good result, a draw on the road, but, ah, oh, they played really shit. Uh, yeah. So it was very, it was very odd. It's a hard one, yeah, because I, I didn't, I was at work, so I missed it on the original, and I watched it on replay, and it was just, it was weird to watch. Yeah. And the first half wasn't, as bad as I thought it was, considering what I was reading on Twitter. But still, it was, why haven't you scored a goal yet? They're playing all right. But then the mm-hmm. second half, it was like, ugh. Yeah, even all right is... But, is, but no, if, if that... I had the, the same feelings, really. I mean, I, again, didn't watch it live. I was like PDR'd it and I watched it on Sunday. And yeah, the first half was better than I was expecting, given what I'd read yeah. uh, on Twitter. It was, say, unambitious, for sure. We weren't really trying to do much, but we were stifling them and making the game into a big barrel of meh quite competently. Yeah, pretty much. I thought. 
Uh, second half, he kind of got away from us a little bit um, for various reasons, which we're going to go into uh, later. But, you know, it was a little better than I thought, but, you know, still. Mm-hmm. So was it really a poor showing, or was it kind of the best they could expect against what is a tough team regardless of absences? Because, yes, they're missing a defensive aspect, but their firepower was still pretty much intact. Um, and on the road, which has never been TFC's strong point. Well, I watched it live because someone here had to. <laughs> That's true. Somebody can. Because <laughs> I love this club. No, but, ah, was it as bad? I'm still going to stick with yes just because of the quality of play. It seems like we're beating a dead horse every week, but there's no evolution in the tactics or play of this club. Yes, tough place to go now. Sporting Park, Hamstrong Park, but uh, you know they just came out with nothing. It's just the same disjointed, blunt object football that we've seen since March. Even though they were missing the midfield, uh, their missing was pale in comparison to Kansas's missing. You think so? I would agree. Okay. Yep. And um, yeah, I agree as well. Yeah, you know. When are we going to actually see a bit more? Are we ever? I July? Don't know. Now, what, what is the impetus? What is the magic moment that's going to happen? You know, we've, with football clubs often you're old, they have to gel. You know, we've got new players. There's none of that here. Like, the guy is okay. we got a couple... There's been a lot of injuries. And yeah, I, 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 think, I think the gelling has a valid little... excuses. But... Okay, but what is there going to be... What is this thing on the horizon where this it's going to click all of a sudden? Bradley and Osorio get to... Play more than one game together. Bradley comes back from the World Cup. Magically, everyone stays healthy for the rest of the season. And we get to see some sort of. Well, it it needs to be a midfield evolution, though, for this team. Like, forget the fact that Mm -hmm. the scoring is still problematic, regardless of who you throw up there right now. And we'll talk about Old Gill, I'm sure. Uh, But I, I really do. It's this. This team's driven by the midfield, and until the midfield is. Until they find four or five or three, however... Okay, four. Who am I kidding? It's Nelson. Um, (laughs) However they want to set it up. But until they have those people in place for more than two games in a row, until we see a nice run of how that can possibly happen, then that's to me, that's what they're waiting for, and that's what we're being asked to wait for. Okay, that's fair. Just whether or not can we. That's fair enough, but uh, he's supposed to be instilling a system, whatever that may be. And yes, if you have subs forced into a starter's role, you know, you expect lesser talent, but you would expect some kind of continuation of a tactical system. And there, there is nothing. There is, there is going every match. It's just go out there and have a run out. Well, it's creativity, right? And there's only one person really who does much creating in that midfield, so. The one guy they didn't think they'd have. Exactly. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, then that, and that, and, you know, we've said that before, and that is the scary mm, thing. Yeah about this team. Before we get into more nitty gritty, just one thing to note from this match, uh, first draw of the season. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Hooray. Hooray. Finally, some yes. sort of... I've seen better things drawn in bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, it's all uh, a devilish plan though, this is stealing this joke from somebody in the, the Wake in the Red comment section, but we're going to draw the next game as well, then the record will be 4-4-2. Hey-o. Nelson will be happy. And, and then he can retire. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> The pinnacle of his career. I have created the ultimate 442. <laughs> Let's see, do we want to move on to our man of the match first? Or do you want to talk about some of the other things before that, guys? What do you think? Yeah, let's do man of the match. Sure, man of the match. Man of the during. match. Man of the match. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> do we have a man of the match? Yeah, it's hard to pick one. I thought Colin Warner, I thought he did well. Even the first half when he was out on the left wing, it's like, ooh, he looks okay. Um, did alright in the second half as well, where you'd expect him to be, so I was like, he's competent. So, yeah, he's, you call him Warner. Yeah, he's a useful... Competent gets you man of the match. hey He's a... Looks like he'll be useful. Yeah. Although, here you are, answer to our, you know, centre of mid problem. Get on that wing, where is he used to be? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit funny to see. Yeah. Oh, he won't stay there, we assume. You know. Although he did such a good job. Mm. But, man I guess we're man of the match... Mm. How can we ignore Bradley Orr? That's a very good point. Nice. He was. You're waiting for that. Once again, yeah, did a good Everywhere. job. Everywhere. Not goal. always doing the things he needed to do, but he was there, <laughs> and he was there when it counted. <clears throat> like a family man, a blue-collar worker. Why? 
Salt I, of the earth. He's not my man of the match. XCOM. You can't make him. You can pick him. I pick pick him. him. No. No. I picked Colin Warner as well. I was impressed. Boring. How many match winners did Colleen Warner have? Zero. But to be fair, Bradley Orr didn't have a match winner either, did he? But, exactly. Uh, match saver, then. There you go. Yeah, that's fair. He's Orberto. Mm. He's Orberto. Say nothing wrong about Orberto. Or, or Moorberto. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything mean about Bradley Orr today. Thank you very much. Speaking of saying mean things, let's get to Kyle Becker and the go to the match. Yeah. I mean, go to the match. <laughs> no, there you go. Run with that. Yeah, I will not go with the Kyle Becker option right. there. I'm going to go with Alvaro Ray. I feel like he didn't really do a whole lot out on the wing. And I quite like Alvaro Ray, but there's been a few games now where just he's not really doing much at all, is he? And just his defending on Kansas's first goal, awful. Finally, my so, campaign of anti Alvaro Ray. You're so happy. You're just like <laughs> making stuff happen. Ray's a great choice every match. <laughs> Kyle Becker was being yelled at by his teammates often in the first half. Mm. For that, he gets my goat. It's fair. Yeah, he was mine too. Just because I thought that was a, a as many as much as I don't know how many steps forward he's actually taken this season, or if he's just been lucky in a few matches. That was to me a pretty definitive step back, or several yeah. steps back. It was frustrating. As frustrated as I often am watching him play, it was just very frustrated to see you know too much time, poor passing, foolish runs, like just yeah. They're not tracking back was the big thing. Uh, yeah. Serious football question. Is he getting blonder? I think so. I think he might be an albino by the end of the season. <laughs> and I'm not sure what was happening with the hair on Friday either. It seemed yeah. flatter than normal. Yeah. Perhaps that's what it was. There was not a product in his hair. Mm. He lost some hair power. TFC last year would have lost that game. Yes. They would have. Most yeah. likely, yes. Most likely lost it going in, yeah. Uh, although... I think they would have lost it. Were the tactics favorite. all that different than last year? So... A few bits of better talent got them, right. got them the draw. Well, then here's a... And credit, you know, they did. This is, they got the draw on ten, with ten men. Thank which, you. That you was... A little bit of credit. What I was about to lead into. Because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't discussed that yet. And yeah. one, was that a red by Caldwell? So um, you called both ways. It's one of those things that, you know, you look at it and you think, oh, that's ridiculous that that's a red. But yeah, in this day and age in MLS, they seem to be calling that sort of thing. So, yeah. As much as we'd like it to be a, a Baldomero, it wasn't necessarily. Other refs would have called it. It's the studs were shown and, you know, it's going to get called in other matches too. Unfortunate, but... Yeah. The worst part is that we're not going to have him on Saturday. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty fugly right? set of rank. Unless you put Orr there. Yeah, you go with Orr and Haglund. Orr and Haglund. I'm actually fine with that. already done the job oh, against exactly. Columbus this year. Did you hear this from the other side of the table, Duncan? Mm. She's fine with Orr at center back. Excellent. With Haglund, not mm. with Caldwell. The tides are changing. No, they're not. <laughs> the cold black heart is thawing <laughs> to the manly man ways of Bradley Orr. Never. I refuse. Daniil? <laughs> is that your uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the entire question. Is, 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 okay, is he really a liability? Right now, he is a little. It's, it makes me sad to say that, but I think as well, like, he kind of knows it in his head. I mean, they showed it on TV like, after the penalty was given, and then after they scored, that he just looked completely distraught. And it just totally seems like it's in his head, just, fuck, I've let this it's happen again. I feel like Daniel Henry should still be considered a number one centre-back along Caldwell, but I think right now it's time for a bit of a rest. Maybe give him the V-Cup games, but, you know, kind of rest him until after the World Cup break. Hope he gets things together again. Yeah, he, he looked panicked, which is, which is a, a dangerous thing for a centre-back, because if he starts getting it into his head that, oh, I better not make contact, or, you know, here comes mm-hmm. another red, then it's going to affect his defensive positioning, his yeah. tackling, and then it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Liability was, yeah. I, I think we all don't want him to be, but he is right now. And the dangerous thing, maybe in the league, is he is getting a reputation and a reputation that will precede matches with referees. There's Mister Red Card. You know, if he does anything out of line, I'm gonna stick it to him, and that follows you. Well, for me, the the foul that led to the PK was was a basketball foul. For those of you that 
follow basketball. Uh, I don't think it was, I think he was run into, not the other way around. I don't think it was malicious, but I can see it going both ways. So I'm not, having watched it more than once, I'm not as upset as I was Friday night seeing mm. it happen live. Um, my fear for Daniil is kind of a confidence thing, a, a fear thing, is that he's becoming our defensive uh, Gilberto in that he's going to, again, he's, he's going to be afraid to make that tackle, to, to, to take the right position, to, to go hard at a player, whereas Gilberto mm -hmm. is just afraid to score, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, I think his potential could be somewhere anywhere between Andy Iro and Hamison Olave. Yeah. And I think right now he's very much in an Andy Iro phase. Yeah. Um, I remember Iro conceding a penalty in three straight games. I don't know if uh, Hemi's quite managed that, but you need something. He'll get set this week, though, I think, don't you? He I might. Don't think, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he'll play against Columbus. No, I don't think so either. Probably throw him in the V Cup game. Yeah. Cold Keep well, him playing. Caldwell yeah. and Henry exactly. in the V Cup game. Oren Haglund against Columbus. That's what I figured, yeah. So heads up, Impact Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> Work on your PK. <laughs> Run in his general direction. Exactly. Work on your Close your eyes. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. it's probably going to be lean, Silvio Petrescu. Lean into him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Luke Moore. Goal scoring machine. More Berto, you mean? Yes, that's Ooh. exactly what I mean. More, more, more. What? What can you say about the guy? It's a shock. He hadn't scored when he had scored seven <laughs> goals in the last eight years or something akin to that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, don't expect to continue or anything, but uh, right place, right time kind of thing. Yeah, a couple of I, poachers goals. I would still, put if you were going to force me to gamble, I'd put money on Gilberto ending the season with more goals than him. You should hope but, so. But, um, yeah, this is a nice nice little addition there. It's, it's working well. Does, does he get the start? That being said, well, I was just going to say that. If Gilberto wasn't on DP Money, mm. wasn't the poster, one of the poster boys of the Big Bloody Revolution, <laughs> would Moore be starting over him for the next match? I think yes. If, it, if all things were equal, Nelson, the way he is with, yeah, you're, reward, you're, you're hot and you're going to get rewarded, I think mm. he goes in. But I don't think he can do that, especially while Gilberto is still desperately in need of a goal. Although, apparently, uh, notes from training today, uh, Luke Moore is nursing a groin injury. No, there goes all our goals. <laughs> and huh? we'll probably not play tomorrow night, huh. but well, likely to play on Saturday. Not recorded. It was a punch in the balls by Gilberto. <laughs> <laughs> One thing with regards to that, watching the games, like Christian Jack, his little sideline reporting thing, came up with a couple of very useful things, I thought. One I of them was, apparently, like Gilberto was apparently begging not to be substituted off, which yeah, it makes me a little sad. I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be you. We have to take a forward off. He's only just brought Luke Moore on. He's not taking Defoe off. Yeah. I, come on. Oh, Gil needs more than 70 <laughs> minutes. He looked so sad, though, when he Ooh. came off. It yeah. was just like... There's a way to rectify it. Yeah, of course there is. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's funny as some people make the, the comment that Nelson made about getting a penalty so he can have a chance. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. Mm. Let's just... its He'd miss it. But what then he, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Cry. Um, no, I think... I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's actually... You get really Defoe to make a really good uh, move. He beats the goalie. Exactly. And then we just have him run round and round in circles on the penalty line <laughs> until Gilberto catches up with him. And then Gilberto gets knocked in the empty net. And misses. Stop it. Mm. He needs something, clearly. So... Uh, in seriousness, what we were talking about, Daniel Henry and panic setting in and changing the game, you know, every match that goes by without a goal, this is, it's got to play on Gilberto. It's got to oh, turn sure. into this giant you well, know, exactly. monkey on his back that might become debilitating in a way. Well, mm -hmm. hopefully, like, you've seen, you've seen strikers go through it before, like, Although he's, he's, massive droughts, and he seems yeah. to be... He's still doing, for the most part, all those other things that we really like about him. He still, he tracks back, he plays defense, he helps set up goals. That game on Friday, not as much. Yeah, it's wearing off. Well, it, in... Yeah, and his body language is Especially changing. after Luke Moore came on and played Joe Beto's kind of shuffled out to the wing. Yeah. He wasn't really doing all that much tracking back down the, that right wing. It's true. Yeah. That is true. So we'll see, does he play, does he play both games? Does he play... Well, he has to. Moore's hurt, yeah. so he's got to play V-Cup. Uh, D-Rose available. 
That's a good point. Dero and Wiedemann. Anyway, <laughs> you keep trying that one right there. Can he even play more than like I think we could, five uh, minutes? Let alone I don't even know if he exists minutes? anymore. <laughs> I think we could go with Gilberto and Dero up front on Wednesday. Then uh, Defoe and Moore on Saturday. Here's another interesting one. Doniel Henry, you know, liability. Stephen Caldwell, liability. This is like his second red, well, second suspension uh, for reckless challenges. He's obviously got the thing where he kind of dives into block with his arms everywhere because he gives away penalties. That tackled uh, for this game, I wouldn't have judged it worthy of a red card, but that seems to be what refs are calling now. Is his game maybe a bit too physical for MLS? Mm, I, I think I can't lean to liability territory. Not yet, no. I think he's too much of a. I think he's got that line. You can't seem to wrangle Daniil, but I think he's he has too much of an influence and impact on that part of uh, the lineup. Um, so not yet. Yeah. But the we, the arm waving thing is starting to really piss me off. I will say that it's getting very <laughs> annoying. I want to like find him and like tie a strap around him. Keep your arms to your sides. Scots love jazz hands. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Spirit fingers. We already talked about uh, Colin Warner. Did we win the trade then? Way too early to I tell. Know. No, it's yeah. not. We did. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> Take uh, that. Another win over Montreal. Mm-hmm. Who on TFC is most likely to puke during the course of a game? Supporters. <laughs> okay, we're not really on TFC. Well, <laughs> Colin Samuel? <laughs> He's always got a full belly. <laughs> I was going to say Roberto as he watches, yes, so yet another ball, you know, shank off the post or... That's true. Sky or just... You maybe know. he projectile vomit. Maybe exactly. the ball ricochets off the vomit. And a wacky goal to break his duck. Michael Bradley doesn't... You know, eventually, you know, the realization sets in. <laughs> what have what I, I done? <laughs> yes, six years of this, oh no. Julia, the official vomiting noise of Major League Soccer. In order to make the advertisers happy, other teams had to play this past weekend. Some surprising results made sure that it was worth your time to watch. What? You didn't watch? Well, aren't you a lucky bunch because we sure did. Here with our weekly look at those other teams is Duncan with wins and losses. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. It was the best of weeks. It was the blurst of weeks. Uh, the one name dominating the MLS-related headlines this week, and that's Lander Cake's Landon Donovan. He was left off the 23-man squad that Jurgen Klinsmann's taken to Brazil, which caused a huge amount of outrage down south and a lot of amusement to all concerned up here in Canada. Can't be among the baffled by that decision. Uh, terrible news for Landon, but uh, after a couple of days spent moping, Listening to 1980s EastEnders star Nick Berry's Every Loser Wins. Every loser wins Once the dream begins In time you'll see Faith holds the key And every loser knows The light the tunnel shows That's the one. And also with a gift from the MLS schedulers of a game against Philly, he bounced right back. He scored twice in a 4-1 win. Those two goals mean he finally moved past Jeff Cunningham to be the all-time leading goal scorer in MLS. Huzzah. TFC's Jeff Cunningham? John Carver's favourite player. Now, if you've been harsh, it could be seen as a bit of a dubious achievement, but it's one that probably won't be broken for a very, very long time, and it's one that he's proud of, and why not really? Good for you, Landon. Uh, that 4-1 win was LA's second of the week as they vaulted from 9 points to 15 and 9th place to 6th in the West, leaving Chivas USA once again in their rightful place in the basement. Uh, Real Salt Lake drew 0-0 with Dallas. Nothing special at all there, but that was a 12th match unbeaten to start the season. So they now share the record and will be trying to beat it in Seattle in what is obviously the game of the week this coming weekend. Uh, moving over to the East, sticking with winners, uh, the big winners there were New England Revolution, uh, brought to you by the number five. Uh, the game against DC was a winner goes top, 
uh, affair. And though they didn't actually score five this time, the 2-1 win was their fifth win in a row and means they now have a five-point lead in the East. Uh, honorable mention to DC, though, as they played in midweek earlier and won, and they now have more points than they got in all of last season. Yay, uh, Which good is job. surely some kind of record to do that before June. Don't patronize DC. <laughs> I'll do what I want. They're homeless. <laughs> it's true, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, DC. Para brava, I'm really sorry. I love you guys. Aww. Uh, one last winner for the week, as uh, this is something I'm keeping track of now. Max Aruti scored two more for Portland. Two one winners over New York, so that's now Aruti 5, Gilberto 0. But uh, didn't have time to develop him. No, no. Uh, moving on to the losers, and uh, you know we can't look beyond the sack races. Uh, both Frank Klopas and Jeff Hackworth both did themselves no favours this week with 4-1 defeats. Uh, Philly were, of course, on a hiding to nothing against LA and the fired up landy cakes, but uh, they did themselves no favours with sloppy giveaways that led to goals, and they were just never in the game at all. Not to worry though, Hackworth was just happy to be a part of history in the making, saying, you have to give the galaxy a lot of credit. On a night like tonight, we should be talking about Landon Donovan setting the all-time MLS scoring record. Personally, to be in this locker room and feel this way, I'm very happy for him. Lovely, and uh, I'm sure he'll be very happy for you when he hears you got fired, Jeff. He'll send you a card. Yes. Uh, as for Montreal and Frank Lopez, well, they got their hammering in Colorado. That's Colorado, who had scored only three goals in their last six games, by the way. Uh, it was just a run-of-the-mill terrible game, 3-0 uh, in the 65th minute, when things turned inhumane. Uh, Issy Nakajima Ferran had a goal disallowed for offside when replays showed he was clearly onside. Uh, the impact went on to lose 4-1. Is his post-game tweet included the hashtag should have rifled the ball off the linesman's head? Not should have hit the post. No, no, no. no. He's moved on. He has. He has new issues. <laughs> uh, as for Clopas, he was unhappy with the penalty decision by the referee, saying, we were controlling the game and it's unfortunate. That penalty that he was unhappy with came in the fifth minute. So, um, yeah, controlling the game... Right up until the fifth minute. Sure. Mind control. Uh, anyway, that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Uh, back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. Tabernacle. Who the fuck's the impact? It is Voyager's Cup time again, and this year TFC are going for it against those jerky cheesemakers. Time for a little revenge. Nope. We'll have to be real Gouda <laughs> to beat them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Damn, that's a terrible pun. Real sharp to slice through them. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, you don't have more? Don't breathe, don't breathe like that. Are we done? Yeah, sure. Excellent. You <laughs> <laughs> other more options here? Eh? Say, are all your responses cheese related? Probably. Just making sure. Wednesday day <laughs> <laughs> The question was... Uh, revenge. 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 Um, well, yeah, I mean, clearly there is revenge to be had. It all ended really quite horribly uh, the last time round, so maybe that was the revenge for all the times it had... Uh, ended horribly for Montreal, so we should be looking at it as everything's even, but fuck no. that. Yeah, Revenge is not only needed, it's necessary. Needed and necessary. Yes. I Yeah, I mean, I revenge, you, you just want to win the cup, you want yeah. to beat Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Last year, water under the water under the bridge. It was all a bad dream. Exactly. <laughs> it really was. Exactly. Really bad dream. A Quebec bridge. Mm. Falling apart. Yes. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, revenge, whatever, get out of the way. Win, that's all. Win this cup, move on to bigger and better things. All right, so we were talking about who might play this week, and yeah. you were talking about who's going to start up top. Don't you think Nelson's going to want to go all out on Wednesday? And I should hope he does. Do better at home against Montreal than we did against Carl Robinson's kids mm -hmm. so that they can go into Montreal next week and actually have a chance. I would 100% get behind that, but I don't think we will, no. I really hope it. Although, you know what? Did that in the first leg of Vancouver, really. Put out a 
pretty strong lineup. Although we're mm-hmm. not going to see kids with Montreal. Right. Montreal's going to throw what they can at us. Right. Are they? Don't you don't think so? I think they will. Wow, they need something. Exactly. They need this. This could be for Klopas. This could be something he needs to save him. It didn't save Eric Wisser. This is Alex Ferguson versus Nottingham Forest in the 1991 FA Cup. Indeed, or whatever it was exactly. Twenty six years from now, yes, we're going to be looking back at Frank Klopas's career. (laughs) Seventeen MLS titles. This was the the tie that started the TSN turning point. No, I, I, I'd be surprised if they don't go for it. Mm-hmm. They need something bad. They need a they need a game changer and winning a cup for them. Although it might be a temporary thing, it would be a feather in his cap. I think if they lose, I mean he's, you know, it's Saputo. He's gone anyway, any any day now. But uh, it could be his stay of execution. So I'd be surprised if they threw kids at us like uh, Vancouver did. So I, I agree. I think that I think you're, we're going to see a pretty strong Montreal lineup, and we've been you know toying with what's going to happen with TFC's lineup. But something that we mentioned earlier, uh, which is TFC's midfield. So Warner's cup tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Osorio and Jackson are still hurt. Right. Yeah. So that leaves us with Ray Becker, Becker. Jeremy Hall, or is but doesn't. No, 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 Or's going to play on Saturday, right? Or will be back. thinking Or in defense. The, no, 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 no. Or's playing on Saturday. Columbus. Right, for Columbus. Sure, sure, right. Yeah. So, okay. Nice. Yeah, all can be midfield. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Lovely. Um, no one could disagree with that. All done. Bradley Orr is on the scene. Um, <laughs> That's and it, and no one else. So, Dero? Lovitz. Lovitz, oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dero. Yeah. I'm surprised they have, in cases of emergency, they don't drop Wiedemann back to a uh, wing role. Okay. Think back to last year. Mm. That one game. I try not to as much as possible. <laughs> well, I know, but do you not remember that game? No, I'm not saying he's any kind of long-term answer. I'm not talking about in a yeah no, major I, drought. Actually, like I agree. I, I sort of had expected that. I just I I think that that will be. That's really the question: is who are who are those guys in the middle? We know who's going to play at the back, or we think we know. Can more or less reliably assume who's going to start, given injury. Mm-hmm. That's that, that. I think that'll be maybe V Cup legend Dero gets a bigger role. Well, that's my question. Does yeah. he? If he can. If he can, like, yeah. does he play? You know, does he start and then sort of try and put them on a on the good foot, or does he come in triumphantly? This could be this could be Dero's you big know, moment exactly. that he retires on <laughs> <laughs> his legendary performance over two legs, and then done. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Off to Brazil to watch no, the World Cup, never to return. No, in seriousness, say they've got to just try to find whatever the strongest four is. Obviously, he will go with four. It's going to be, you know, it'll be a mixture. It'll be guys we've seen in the last couple of games. It is, even if they've played in the last, you know, in ten minutes, like Lovitz, I would expect to see him over guys we haven't seen yet, like a Wiedemann, for instance. Justin Morrow can play. He can play up. Apparently. So, yeah. like, that's that's a consideration or does Ashton get to play and move Don't Morrow be up? crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm presuming they'll probably throw Morgan in at left back and rest Morrow. Potentially Morrow mid midfield maybe but yeah. I think we'll see Morgan at left back. I think that there is potential there over these next two weeks because you know they're going to play every three days every four days and there's going to be there's going to be a need so. It's got to go cheese. Extra strong. What? <laughs> Extra strong cheese. Nah. Going, no, that yeah, one. That, that, that Stad Saputo is an old fort. <laughs> uh, that's a little better. That's mm-hmm. getting there. Right. What mm-hmm. else you have there? Nothing. No. <laughs> Gilberto can't be a laughing cow. <laughs> nah. Nah. Mm. Yeah. Don't be blue. Caldwell will play. Eesh. You don't gotta be a whiz to work here. No, fuck it. All right. Winsledale. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our very exciting look at the home leg of the Voyager's Cup. I've got Applewood. You we, can tell we we're really, really, pumped. we're so pumped for this. Yeah, yeah. And for three people who profess to love this tournament. I do. We really do. We swear. We're just, uh, we're, we're just really tired. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Bitchy Blanks time. I fought the car and the car one. <laughs> nice. 
this time we have a parrot that can actually <laughs> speak words as well as car. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Parody blanks. Yes. Not parody blanks. Parody. Parody blanks. Parody blanks. Ha <laughs> Avast! It's bitchy blanks time. <laughs> All right. So last week's bitchy blank. Sorry, last week it was a butchy blank. Issy is so angry about being traded to the impact, he blank. Now, we had actually a, a plethora of respondents today. And uh, unfortunately, they were pretty much all of the same ilk. Uh, everyone, everyone's mind turned towards the same thing, which was something related to Issy's ponytail. He's a one-trick wonder. <laughs> However, out of the respondents, we've got to give it to Paul Marhew, uh, the fame drawer of the East Side stand-up cartoon. Uh, if you're not following him or reading that cartoon, you really should. He's at Grey Paul on Twitter. His response was he seppukued his ponytail, which of course is Japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment. Naturally, everybody knows Exactly. Mm. Now, I'm not entirely sure how you disembowel a ponytail, but it, it sounds plausible to us, so thank you, Paul. Well done. Huzzah. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, what were your responses to this very, very important bitchy leg? I said, Issy is so angry about being traded the impact that he immediately vowed to never wear the BMO logo on a shirt again. Oh, <laughs> nuts. Uh, all I can say is I wish I'd written mine down because mine was, Issy was so mad, he immediately cancelled his account with BMO, decided he to start a new account with whoever Montreal's banking sponsor is. Ah, oh, nuts. <laughs> I, I did. I should have the. Ah, oh, nuts. Ready to go. We don't all spend too much time together, that. no. But, uh, yeah. Hey. Montreal and Toronto have the same sponsor. Oh. Ah, nuts. <laughs> I mean. Uh, ah, nuts. <laughs> Alright, well, mine yeah. was slightly different. Oh, I bet it's about banking. <laughs> Amazingly enough, it's not. Oh. I know. I have Issy is so angry about being traded to the impact that he channeled his rage artistically, because as we all know, Issy is an artist. Mm. And tagged the walls outside of BMO Field in his best graffiti style. Using hashtag inhumane and hashtag should have hit the post, surrounding pictures of Lewicki and Bez with stink lines around them. Ooh. And at the bottom a crushed birthday cake. Oh. Mm. That's a long bitchy blank. <laughs> it's a bitchy paragraph. God, too long. God, too long. Now, did you know Issy, that going by his website, issyferran.com, you can actually commission art. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't just paint what's in his head. He accepts uh, requests and commissions. So that could um, be fun. I, I think, think we, we should get on yes, that. We'll be starting a Kickstarter fund, Vocal Minority Listeners, and once we get a certain amount of money, we'll be requesting Issy Nakajima Ferran paints as a picture of whatever you want it to be. Submissions are welcome. Yes. Naked Bezbachenko is mine. <laughs> Send your money to the Vocal Minority Podcast.blogspot.ca. Send now. Send Thank off. You. Email money transfers accepted at our email account. Oh, I forgot yes. to say getting another bathtub like Prince. What? Oh, that's true. Why? Was wrong Naked Bezbachenko. Naked Bezbachenko. Uh, the glasses? Come on, mm. it's hot. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Issy. We just traded you. Boop, boop, yes. That is not boobies. <laughs> Where does he become uh, German? <laughs> oh, is he, what is he, half something? Half everything? Sure. There we go. Half, half awesome. <laughs> All ponytail. Alright. This week's bitchy blank. The real reason that Juliao threw up on the pitch during last weekend's match was that he blank. Send your responses, as always, to us on the Twitters. Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal. Leave it in the comments on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca, or in the comments thread on Waking the Red when we post our bit on the show there. But please do respond, and respond often. Thanks. Hey, what's up, my hoda manja cats? It's me, Crewcat, Columbus Crew Mascot, and Petsmart, most eligible catchler, 2013. 
Since we last spoke, Crookat have done a lot. I completed 8% of my court-mandated gender sensitivity training. I licked my bits. I also did Denise, former Cruzadenta. Sounds like tons of fun, right? Sure, but you know what's not fun? Feline AIDS. It doesn't just affect Scottish folds, you know. It affects us all. Please, give generously. And also, don't spay or neuter. That shit hurts. <laughs> Thanks, Krukat. Thanks, Krukat. That was educational. So not content to contend for just one cup this month, TFC are going all out and trying for the double. That's right, the Voyager's Cup and the Trillium Cup. Because win on Saturday, and that most coveted piece of tinfoil, or well, we just assume it's made of tinfoil, is ours. Surely this is what Jermaine, Julio, and Michael were all dreaming of when they came to TFC, right? Yes. Oh yeah, he's going to tell Roy Hodgson. <laughs> I'm a Trillium Cup winner. I hope uh, they, they make Jermaine Defoe captain so that he has to accept the trophy and... Uh, <sighs> And, and, it, and, and it drives him into the pitch from the weight of the trophy. <laughs> the Daily Mail will be oh, no, all should, over that. Actually, if Plata can lift that trophy, then no. They would be. I yeah, know. Yeah. Look here, Roy. <laughs> Cup winner Defoe says, I proved you wrong. Oh, well then surely they'll win on Saturday then, just for that. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, here is Duncan with our crew scouting report. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. Uh, this is, of course, the first repeat game of the year, as back in April, TFC came away from Crew Stadium with a 2-0 win courtesy of goals from Michael Bradley, and a still angry at himself for scoring, is he Nakajima Ferran? Uh, they were 3-0-0 going into that game, but that was the first in an eight-game winless skid. Took them out of the playoff spots, though they are now on a two-game win streak. Uh, an Open Cup win against the Dayton Dutch Lions, Ooh, and yeah. a 2-0 league win over Chicago. They now have 16 points from 12 games, good for fifth in the East. Uh, on the player front, there's good news and bad news for the crew. They did get US reject Michael Parkhurst back to anchor their defence. But Federico Higuain, after a very good couple of games, got himself booked last week. His fifth yellow of the season, so he's suspended, which is, frankly, fantastic news. Um, amusingly, it was the booking was merely for delaying a restart. And he apparently thought that he had one more booking available before a suspension. So, well done, Federico. <laughs> well done. Um, exactly how they adapt to Higuain's absence will be the defining thing in this match as he's clearly the man up front for him. It may well mean switching to two up front. Ethan Finley and Jairo Arrieta both scored on the weekend so probably keep their spots ahead of Dominic Aduro who still has zero goals this season. Um, without Higuain the attack will probably be even more focused on the wings than it usually is. Uh, the full backs get forward a lot with Will Trapp and Tony Charney taking care of helping out the defence. Um, that style worked out perfectly for TFC's counter-attack when they played in Columbus so uh, it'll be interesting to see how differently they play away from home without Higuain as you mentioned there's of course the chance for TFC to clinch the trophy and uh, this would be the first time ever we uh, do clinch the Trillium Cup on home soil so might get to see a trophy presentation which would be uh, very exciting surely TFC wouldn't pass up the chance for a bit of hype, fireworks and we are the champions could be glorious um Trophy presentation or not, best to stay to the end of this game. Uh, we've seen a goalie and, more remarkably, Andrew Wiedemann score an injury time in years gone by in this fixture. So uh, no leaving early to catch the go train this week. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. So yeah, this could be, this could be quite the game. It, it usually is. It's Columbus. No, you don't think so? You think this will just be a piece of crap game as usual? Yep. <laughs> It could no, be again, no. but it's, it's Ryan Nelson's team out there, isn't it? Ryan Nelson just bought himself another week with that point in Kansas. Come on. Sure. <laughs> oh. sure. Yes, and I'm sure he will use it as a springboard to introduce beautiful football back to Toronto. I never said he was going to introduce beautiful football in Toronto. When did I ever say that? I said, he's good. I said he kept his job until the end of the season. And, and hey, you were wrong. Winning, winning the Trillium Cup can only help with that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. As much as we love to poke fun at the Trillium Cup, and I'm, I'm all for that because it is ridiculous and it's a faux rivalry and all those things, but I'm just excited to play the crew without uh, Iguain, quite frankly. Yeah. That's really, that's Iguain. my focus for this game, is to see if they can sort of put the screws to them without him playing. Cause Thank Fagundes, he's become our new uh, Juan Pablo Agnel. Oh my god, he's like he every single time. He's beats horrible. on us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably all kept in quiet last game, though. I said um, nice things about him after that game. <laughs> 
It's true. I'll it, say it's turning into a pattern too. Yes. Think how many shows where Kristen has to say nice things about Bradley Orr. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have said something today. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the notes. Game <laughs> game drawing win- winner. <laughs> you want to try that again? No. <laughs> game drawer, Bradley Orr, last minute hero. Insert midfield general. Insert Nickelback here. Oh God. <laughs> Slow motion video of Bradley Orr heading that game tying goal, game saving goal, mm-hmm. Nelson employment saving goal, <laughs> to the sweet, sweet sounds of Chad Kruger. <laughs> Back on topic, yes. it, it will be a lot easier playing Columbus without Higuain. That is definitely a very good thing. Again, we, we're a team where one player's absence makes such a huge difference, yeah. but he is... Oh yeah, if he played on another club, they'd be trumpeting him as a major star of this league, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, I, well, he is, and I think he's one of those players that uh, doesn't get enough credit for yeah. how ridiculously talented he is, actually. He's, if, he's, if he's not playing against us, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, I quite enjoy watching him because I always expect something tremendous to happen, and it usually does. So I'm quite happy, in this case, to not have to watch that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that there is a chance for TFC to come away with results in both games this week. Yeah, I mean, they could. Could be. Do you consider a draw in both as a positive? I would consider a draw against Columbus a positive. Against okay, yeah. Montreal, no, because of what it means going into an away leg. Um, Should we be considering a draw at home to Columbus as a positive? It doesn't scream bloody big deal. No, no. I, I think it will depend on... It'll depend on how they play on Wednesday, but it will depend on who comes back to play on yeah. Saturday. I think this week it's there for the taking, even down most of the midfield. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's hard to shake seven years of lo- lowered expectations, yeah. but if the time hasn't come where Columbus visiting, they're not. They're, this is not the Columbus who's beaten on us the last few no. years. And if we can't expect a very good chance of a win at home, things aren't so good. Right. And that's what our expectation should be for this season. And I, I think I don't think it's unreasonable to expect wins. Um, so we've sort of talked about the game a bit, but uh, what we haven't talked about is uh, sponsorships for a while. And uh, I'm thinking with the with the crew coming to town, Barbasol. I think local barbers should be flooding to BMO, offering to uh, change some hair out there and, and offer free haircuts to supporters. Mm-hmm. Or players. Both. Who gets the haircuts? Uh, Becker is first in line. Mm. Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom was the, the noise you heard. Yes. Japanese football mullets for the whole team. That's my favorite football haircut. What makes a football mullet Japanese? Uh, it's when it's like worn by Japanese guys <laughs> at the Ch- World Cup. Okay. You know, the yeah. Japanese guys kind of perfected that ironic mullet between the 2002 World Cup and the... 2006 one, spiky. Oh, that straight, yes, mullety. The, yeah, yeah, and then mm. the, the, with the highlights. Yeah, you have to have the the blonde highlights. That's mm. very important. Yeah, there's, there's very few terrible haircuts on TFC these days. Just call Becker. Yeah. yeah. Really? Is there anyone this. else? Forget the the TFC angle. Just Dominic Gajero, and uh, yeah, go take care of Gajero. Excellent. Remember Villarreal had uh, that airport as their sponsor. It's like Aeropuerto, there's okay, something or other. Right. And the yellow kits. Columbus is missing a trick there. Especially that their <laughs> airport is Randy Savage International Airport. Just get the Perfect. sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. The sunglasses with a plane flying yeah. over. That's the official logo of Randy Savage International oh, I know. Airport. It's the best logo ever. Attach arm tussles to the actual kit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like the caraboose. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Come out to pomp and circumstance. Wearing cowboy hats. Just missing a treat there. <laughs> Three stars on the ass of their shorts. Oh, it just says macho. Bring back the cruiser dancers, all dressed as Elizabeth. Well, so there's a sponsorship option there, but at BMO, as we know, TFC does love a, a good sponsored evening and a good sponsored event. Uh, apparently, uh, this Saturday's game is Greek Heritage Night. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can only assume that there'll be Euros and, and Suvlaki and Baklava everywhere we go. 
And, and, and Duncan, you sort of said you stumbled across something that mm-hmm. was a, a possibility for the halftime show. Yeah, well, what they're going to do, Rachel Burnett is going to be going out there and there's going to be basically just one lucky supporter who's going to get his seat number pulled out. That spot will be taken to the, basically, to the centre circle where Rachel Benetta will put on a strap on and proceed to spend the next 10 minutes fucking this guy in the ass just as a basic representation of everything TFC supporters have gone through over the last seven years. Wow. Oprah. Sounds authentic. Yes. And then smashes a dish. Oh, well, Zorba the Greek plays over the loudspeakers to provide her with some rhythm. <laughs> no, Zorba, no! <laughs> well, once again, as we're coming up on another uh, week where we've got two games to predict, and we actually did do some predicting, plus the Magic Dice um, worked their magic last week. Here Ooh. is Tony with the latest results for the Prediction League, the Concubine League. Thanks, me. It was a stellar week last week for predictions, <laughs> especially if you were me. <laughs> Because me picked a draw, while you two picked wins for the TFCs. And Mark picked something about a dragon slaying an elf. (laughs) Because we used nerd dice. (laughs) The nerd dice predicted the correct result. Did it? Moral victory to the nerd dice. I don't count that magic card (laughs) trading George Martin game of dongs, whatever. I won. And that sure. brings the league to me with 12 points, Duncan with 9 points, Kristen with 6 points, and Mark with a potion that gets him 12 health points and allows him to cross the river where the ogre lives under the bridge. All right, on to this week's predictions then. Uh, shall I roll for Mark first? No, yeah, roll for uh, right. Mark of Montreal. All right, Montreal. Uh, so that's... 20! Who's that? TFC 20. No. <laughs> Gilberto still doesn't score. It's TFC 4. 4, yes. Oh. <laughs> How much? That is a lot for Montreal. 13? 16? Um, What's that say? That's Montreal 3. 4 3. Hundinger. <laughs> that's a fucked up kind of score. Mark, who's, what were you who thinking? Who says Ryan Nelson is an entertainer? <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 3-0 for Toronto. With 2-0 Toronto. 1-0 Toronto. Hey, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. Alright. Columbus time. Here Columbus. you go, Mark. Let's see. Alright. <laughs> uh, TFC 1. The throne of the trillium. <laughs> and Columbus. Oh, Ooh, dear. Columbus 4. <laughs> Death comes from Randy Savage International Airport. <laughs> Um, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, 1-1 on Saturday. I'll go one nil Toronto. Ooh. I'll go one nil Columbus. I was waiting for that. Huzzah. No money, no Argos. Is it as simple as that? Uh, in an article today by Cahal Kelly, however, however you say his name, uh, it would seem that there is more drama in uh, BMO Field, Renault Land. Uh, apparently the feds are not willing to play nice and do not want to be seen as funding sports stadiums and are unwilling to put up their share of the funds to make our Renault dreams uh, come true. Or not come true, thank goodness. So, does this mean no Argos? It really doesn't. Baloney. No, it just means it's been delayed. It means they're having trouble getting the paper signed, and they decided to go public with it to, you know, drum up panic in the oh the Argos are gonna die community, you know. And uh, there's a community for that. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, you know, there's a lot of the older politicians who That's were true. happy, especially locally, to jump on this. Who were you know were beaming about the. Saving of the Argos when this was, you know, first apparently completed. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah that's true. 
Not uh, Rob Ford. He, no, was, he voted oh, against no, that. No, yeah. no, no. He hates Canadian football mm. and football in general. Yeah, no, it's just, this is just posturing. Just so, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whether it's quietly or headline, Stephen Harper saves Canadian tradition. It, it's going to happen. Don't, well, let's, the, the celebrating today, it was like, oh no. I this know, is, everyone settled this is awful. out. People victory, are, it's victory, no, finally no. settled. Yeah, no. no. Is, had, wasn't building the North Stam supposed to be, wait, this exactly. is definitively ruling like, the eye goes out forever. I, yeah, no. Yeah, well, like, they, they, like, they, they've got the out right there in the article. I know. Mm. That is the worst. They're sluts. It, it was a terrible bluff. I know. That's not even like playing hard to get. <laughs> they got their knickers at their knees. Like, <laughs> you're never getting in here. <laughs> Unless you want to. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Seriously, that is... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like $10 million to... The federal government or to MLSC, yeah. it's like peanuts to, to both. So you know, this, this is just posturing, really. You know, if MLSC really didn't want the Argos, then, you know, 10 million from the federal government isn't going to change their minds. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's posturing, negotiating, a little bit of uh, public strong arming. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, until 2018 comes around and the Argos are playing somewhere entirely different. Still completely on the table. Absolutely. Until the Argos have their own ground. Yeah. It's still on the table. Mm-hmm. It'll be 2080. <laughs> and this, yeah. you know, this is never going away. No. It's a never ending story without the flying dog. Oh. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, and the article kind of um, assumed or put it out there that maybe this was MLC's plan all along, that they don't really want the Argos there, but they wanted the feds to be the bad guys yeah. and break the bad news to the CFL that, you know... Sorry, sorry can't do can't it! Do it. But I don't even buy that. Uh, MLC always loved those extra dates. And maybe it was the feds' plan all along as well. Now they get you know, to show how responsible they are and how non-frivolous they are and all that sort of thing. Everyone's winning. The Argos are just one... Little football being thrown back and forth over the head of yeah. the Argos. So basically, we're playing keep away with the Argos. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. we are using the Argos to play keep away with the Argos. Excellent. Mm. Sometime yeah. near the deadline, in all, all in the name of Canadian heritage and you know heritage classics and Grey Cups, it'll be quietly shoved yeah. in. And it's just a question: Is the negotiation eight million from MLSE and two million from the Feds? Or yeah, basically, folks, don't get your hopes up. Those those of you that were so excited, we're sorry, but this is just a public pressure point, and this is not changing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Um, and yeah, as we like to say at the end of the podcast, but we'll say it twice today, just get used to it, Toronto. Mm-hmm. All right, well, it's been uh, it's been an interesting show, as always. We've talked about a hell of a lot of stuff. I actually sort of look forward to a week in which we only have two games to talk about. Uh, although this is fun. We, we, we love the Voyager's Cup, so we don't mind the extra games. But before we leave you, we do like to give you an insight into what we're working on in the coming days and weeks. So he can be found on the World Wide Web at the Yorkies 1812. Mr. Tony Walsh, what are you working on? Now, we've discussed this at length when Columbus has come to town, that two of their most famous souls born in that grand city are Jack Nicholas, the golfer who has the Jack Nicholas Freeway named after him, and wrestling superstar Randy Poffo, a.k.a. Randy Savage, who has had the honor of their international airport being named after him. Right, yes. I go down to Columbus to find out who else famous is from that Fairburg, and the answers are shocking. Do tell. You may have heard of 80s stars Beverly D'Angelo, Newhart's Tom Poston. Ooh. Well then. Little Bow Wow. <laughs> Isn't he just Bow Wow now? And hold on to your hats. Philip Michael Thomas. <gasps> no way. That's amazing. Find out the full list sometime in the next eight weeks. <laughs> a glittering, a glittering. Ooh. It's where the stars come out to shine. <laughs> Columbus! Uh, you can locate him on the interwebs at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mr. Duncan Fletcher, what's happening with you? 
Uh, I'm actually moving away from focusing strictly on football, uh, moving into art reviews as well. I'm uh, putting on my beret and growing a soul patch and all that. Um, here's uh, an excerpt from my first uh, piece, so bear with me. Um, based on a very recent piece from a, a Japanese-Canadian artist called uh, Issy Nakajima Ferran. Uh, the piece entitled simply Inhumane. It's a tremendous example of outsider art. There's a very pure spontaneity to the piece. There's, well, there's a lot of emotion. There's an almost tangible yearning to belong uh, somewhere, anywhere that's uh, expressed here. You can see the anger in the brushstrokes and feel the hurt and disenfranchisement in the eyes of the samurai character uh, in the painting. Um, as for the, the materials used, the paint used to portray the blood of the decapitated hawk is so amazingly vivid, it, it could almost be real hawk blood. Uh, Wait a minute, this is real blood. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not sure this thing is for me at all. Sorry. Well, thank you for that uh, attempt to bring a little culture to our podcast. Um, clean welcome. up uh, in the studio, please, um, again. Uh, okay, then. So it's Disturbing, harrowing. You would, you would call it. I'm, I'm not even, I don't even want to see the pictures again. I don't think I can handle it. Mm. All right, moving away from the art world, uh, Amide is not nearly as, as interesting or likely to, to produce vomit, so maybe that's a good thing to, to end us off with. Uh, I can be found on the Twitters at Casey Knowles, and this week I'm focusing actually on just getting missing stickers from my Panini album. I've cleaned mm. out all the packets from work. And I'm thinking about standing out in front of the local variety store with a sign that just simply says, We'll podcast for panini stickers. Here's Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony. That was really helpful of you. He's very proud of that one. We, we do need you to get Julio Cesar. I, I want know. to know, well, does, there's still, does it say Toronto FC yeah, on the I still sticker? Have, I still have unopened packets here, so uh, tune in next week to see if I finally get a Julio Cesar. <laughs> tune in next week for more packet opening. <laughs> It's the new start of every show, folks. Mm. But speaking of the show, is this one has come to an end. And uh, as always, Toronto, get used to it. It does work well. Yeah, it's the official MLS sound of vomiting. It overtook zizzoing. Zizzoing is too good for barfing. Yeah, I don't want to ruin that. No, it's like a zizzo. I'll think of something for what a zizzo is. Uh, it suggests urinating to me. Actually. Really? Having a ziz? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to go around the corner and do a ziz on the wall. <laughs> Zizzo! <laughs> Up next, what a dilly duka is. <laughs> well, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's kind of... That's what I get for podcasting with five-year-olds. That's glitz, hype, glamour. Mm-hmm. Super the case, global boys. super club. Sure. Why can't we be great? Nothing says that more than the Trillium Cup. Silverware. That's what he was brought here for. Yes. Right? Yes. Surely the millionaires at Scott's who <laughs> sponsor this prestigious trophy wouldn't dare allow TFC to fire a, the Trillium Cup winning manager. See, now you're getting it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see you're on board, boys. That's good. I'm buying into it. <laughs> You almost said that with a straight face. Mm. It's it's listen. It's one of the top twenty five North American sponsored <laughs> faux cups. Make no bones about it. <laughs> Greeks do like getting fucked in the ass. Facts. <laughs> Science. I've seen it in literature. It says Greek okay. 
And then a dollar sign. Why would a Dutch lion have ended up in Dayton? It's a very good question. Dayton must have a zoo. Columbus has the zoo. Who says Dayton can't have a zoo? Columbus. <laughs> Fuck you, Dayton. We've got the zoo. We got Jack Hanna. Jungle Jack Hanna's sexy ghost. He's dead, right? Mauled by an orangutan or something? Is he dead? Sort of feel like he's still alive somehow. I don't know. I know what we can use, talking of Montreal and everything. What's the name? Mitsu. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, we haven't had bye bye in a while. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't even talk about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Bye bye, mon cowboy. Bye bye, mon gigolo. <laughs> it was bye bye, mon cowboy for Montreal last <laughs> week. As Toronto raced away to a 2 0 win. It was bye bye, mon gigolo, as Jermaine <laughs> Defoe went down with an ankle injury. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Stop writing prophetic mm. alternate song yeah. lyrics. <laughs>